Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Welcome to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm one of your hosts, Kim Heineke, joined by Pam Keneally, co-founder of Arise Ministries, and Jessica Kitchell, who is our volunteer coordinator and community outreach. Welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. We're excited to be here. In today's episode, we're going to talk about raising girls. We're going to cover timeless truths about raising girls, how to bridge the gap when there's not a man in the house, and should you be best friends with your daughter. We'll share some life experiences and wisdom regarding raising a daughter, and then we'll give you a challenge, so stay with us till the end. If you're joining us and you don't happen to be raising a daughter, I think you're going to find some nuggets of wisdom apply to both boys and girls, so we welcome you. All right, Pam and Jessica, I'm excited to talk about this topic, mainly because I do not feel like I'm in the hot seat today. (laughs) I have, for our listeners, just so you know, I have four boys, no girls. So I am just waiting for potential daughter-in-laws. So I don't, I I have been a daughter, but I'm not raising daughters. So I'm just going to ask the questions today. Okay. But Pam and Jessica, tell our listeners about about your kids, about your daughters. About our daughters. Mm -hmm. I have one daughter. Her name is Sarah. She is now in her 30s and she has two children. And uh, so I have lots to share about uh, things I learned in raising her. But I also have an amazing stepdaughter of over 25 years now, and she's taught me a lot. And so I have two wonderful daughters in my life. Good, good. Jessica? Yeah, I have um, two little little girls, and so I'm, I'm excited to hear wisdom about raising teenagers <laughs> from, from both of you because <laughs> uh, I'm going to need all the advice I can get soon. Um, but I have a 10-year-old and an um, almost 4-year-old, okay. um, and she's my 4-year-old thinks she's 25. And so, oh, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Any advice? There well, it'll be, be real fun when she's 15. That's oh, all I'm going to say. You don't uh, have yeah. to raise boys to know that's true. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, raising girls is certainly not like raising boys. I have babysat girls before, and it's the, it's the smallest things I can say. What do you guys want for lunch? And they'll be like, peanut butter and jelly. And my boys are, my boys don't stop to even think about lunch. They're, you know, making a, some kind of a weapon out of a Pop-Tart. Sure. Or <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it, is, it is very different, very different. And since we are talking specifically about raising girls, I want to start real briefly with your own mother and just ask both of you, what role did your mother play in, in raising you as a godly woman? Or did she? I'm not sure that I know the answer of that to that for for all of us here. You know, um, I was raised in a Christian home, and we went to church. My parents had us in church, you know, Sunday, Wednesday, and Sunday morning, Sunday night at training union. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. And Unless you were bleeding profusely from bleeding, the eye. Yeah, I was in church, and and so I was raised in the church. Came to Christ at an early age. In my home, though. Uh, we, we didn't talk much about Christ. We mm-hmm. didn't have devotionals. We didn't do that. So it was just a thing we did outside the family. My So my mother was great, great in the sense of love me and very unconditional love. But as far as being a role model spiritually, other than having us in church, she wasn't real strong in that area, but tremendous in other areas. Uh, I probably didn't really turn to Christ in a serious way until the summer I was a counselor at Canicut Camp. And I was challenged with some serious thoughts about which way my life would go. But my mm-hmm. mom was awesome, have great memories, but not the kind of mom that trained me in spiritual okay. things. Okay, that's interesting. As mm-hmm. long as I've known you, I don't know that mm-hmm. I really knew that. My mom, right. I learned a lot about perseverance mm-hmm. and wisdom and just and just trusting God from my mom. 
But so. she was a single mom, right? She yeah, she was a single mm-hmm. mom, and she she just loved Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's what we learned. We learned to watch her be so dependent on him, so that that he provided everything for her. Like he was her everything. Then when the day came that I was a single mom, I can remember thinking, well, my mom did this. I'm just going to do exactly what my mom did. So even though I'm not raising boys, I mean, I would not be the woman that I am without my mom. That's awesome. Jessica, what about you? Yeah, um, I kind of am halfway in between those. Um, uh, First of all, my mom is a phenomenal um, woman, and I am who I am because of her. Um, My parents uh, knew Jesus when I was a kid, um, but we they would occasionally drop my brothers and I off at church and then come back two hours later to pick us up. They knew we needed Jesus, but they didn't want to go to church themselves. And so they knew you needed Jesus. Yes, yes. And they were probably <laughs> right. really right on that, right on target. Um, when I was, I guess I was about 11, uh, my parents actually divorced. And through that divorce, um, you know, it was one of those fortunate stories where um, they both found God during that time. And um, they both started going to church regularly and um, really started pursuing God wholeheartedly, and it completely changed our family. Um, and so I didn't really have a real foundation um, in Christ as a small child, um, but after that divorce, um, my parents actually reunited. Um, they started going to church regularly and all of those things, and um, at that point, um, my life completely changed, obviously, and my mom became an incredible example um, of a, a, a woman of God, and I'm so thankful for that. And I would just say, moms out there, if you're listening to this, and maybe that's maybe you were that mom. Maybe for years you you didn't have a relationship with Jesus, and maybe this is a, a new thing for you. Mm-hmm. It's not too late. It's not too late for your kids. You know, it's um, God can do extraordinary things in small amounts of time. And so Absolutely, just that's good. That's a beautiful that. story. I didn't know that. that. I'm learning something new here. So what are a few truths that moms need to know, regardless of our age, the age of our kids, or the culture that we live in? Like what what would you say to moms listening that are raising daughters, this is true no matter how old your kid is, no matter where you live, no matter where you are in life, this is what I know to be true. What I know to be true is that, and I've said it before, is that you matter, you are enough. Mm-hmm. because you are the mama. God put uh, our children in our wombs, in our wombs, and there is a special, unique chemistry and bond that takes place between a child and a mother. You are enough. God knew before time that you would be where you are today. He's not surprised at your situation. Uh, he will carry you through, but the point is you are the mother. It's the position you hold. So embrace that position and ask God to show you how to maximize that position that you matter and you know I think what surpasses time is to model well we'll be Mm -hmm. talking about that and above all is that your very conscious has to be taken captive to the word of God and that sounds kind of spiritual Uh, what does that mean hopefully we can talk a little bit about that because that is key in passing that legacy on down to your daughters and I did it well some days and some days I didn't but we can talk about that as well I don't like to talk about the days I didn't do it well. I know. I know. <laughs> we want everybody to think it's just the three holy ones sitting here. I just wrong. like it. Oh, my goodness. I'm such a mess. I am a mess yeah, of a we're mother. All, we're just all messed up here, <laughs> we really, I feel like I do feel like that's what makes it real because on any given day, I can go to bed and think, okay, today's the day that I definitely 
cause them to need counseling. Like, I should go ahead and prepay for it now <laughs> yes. while it's cheaper. I so. get a punch card for when they're young adults I know. because I know. I'm creating a whole lot of mess along the I way. Know. But I mean well, and I love Jesus. I know. And Help us, Jesus. Right. There's lots of gaps. I know. Right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of gaps, I mean, let's talk about that. As a single mother, there is that feeling like, okay, I've got to be 100% mom and 100% dad, and you crawl in bed at night, and you're so aware that you're only 50% of what those kids need. So what insight can you offer to single moms, raising girls in particular, who find that they're trying to be both mom and dad? I would just say don't try to be both mom and dad because you're not. Um, the truth of the matter is you've, you're equipped right now with everything that they need, mm-hmm. um, and their Heavenly Father is clearly equipped with everything that they need to fill that gap. Um, but if you're trying to to be the best you can be in both of those areas, mm-hmm. one that you're clearly not, um, I think there's going to be a sense of stress and tension there. Sure. Um, and your kids pick up on that. Um, and your kids know that you're not dad. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with that. Um, so I, I just would say take a deep breath, relax, and do the best you can. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to add to that. That's really good, Jessica. I would say no, you can't be both. But um, like I said, be the mom, be the best mom you can be. And remember and teach them as well that the Bible says God is a father to the fatherless. Exactly. That the father is the head of this home. So we do have the strongest male male role model in the world as the head of this house, which is the, a huge advantage, kids, to this whole household, that I'm under the instruction of of the Father of God to, to show me and to, to lead this troop here, and I will fail and I will succeed, but but our family is complete, mm-hmm. and um, you don't have to have, you know, you can't be the Father because you're not, the earthly Father because you're not. I like that, Pam, because growing up, my dad was not always around when my when my mom was single, um, and he he really wasn't the best. He definitely wasn't the best role model. And there were a lot of hurts and a lot of wounds and a lot of disappointment as a daughter in in, in her dad. Mm-hmm. And I often remember my mom, inst- she never said anything negative about my dad, but what she did was say something positive about, about our Heavenly Father. She would say, I know your dad disappointed you in this, but the Bible says that God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And That's what amazing. she always did, and I, I did this with my own boys because I wasn't dad, I would take what their negative feelings were about the absence of a father in their everyday life and point it to God's goodness and almost compare and contrast those without putting down their dad, but to be able to move them and point them to the truth of God's word. And I I think, I just think as a single mother, you're in such a, a unique position you know that there's things that you will do in front of your children that you would never do in front of an adult? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. tell me that's mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. and not just sure. me. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, you'll sing and dance and do a lot of dorky mm-hmm. things. And, yes. But you also can be bolder because I was never worried that someone was going to come in and think I was teaching a Sunday school lesson or being overly spiritual. I just developed this boldness with my kids that maybe I wouldn't have done if there had always been another adult around. And so as a result of that, I was able to always, not always, I was able to often take those situations and point them to the truth of God when they were feeling gaps about not having a dad around. That's not specific to daughters, but I don't know, girls. Well, you know what? There, there is, there can be, if you look at it, an advantage to being a single mother 
in many ways that it's it's your choice. You mm-hmm. direct. You're the one that leads. You're the one that that chooses to stay strong in our faith and try not to compromise your faith or because it might compromise theirs. You get to choose. You you get to choose without somebody in the household uh, rebuking you over it. So mm-hmm. there and there's many many advantages to be a single mom raising kids uh, when you put yourself on the right path and and determined to do that. So that's kind of what we're talking about today with our girls anyway. So let me ask you this. Okay. Moms and daughters have this very special bond. Like even on the way over here this morning, I was talking to my mother. I was listening to my mother, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to her tell me some story about her day. But as you get older, there's this friendship, you know, that develops with them. Because women by nature are more relational than men. Let's just call it what it is. Um, So it makes sense that moms have a natural bent toward being friends with their daughters, probably more so than sons. Like the last time my son came in and said, hey, mom, let's just sit for an hour and talk about nothing was like 19. Never. It just doesn't Uh ever happen. So talk about being friends with your daughter, because I think that there's some blind spots that many moms have when they're trying to be, quote, best friend to their daughter. And I just would like for the two of you, because you're in different stages, Pam, you have grown daughters and Jessica you have young daughters talk about what it looks like a healthy friendship with them does that make sense sure um uh thinking about when they were younger they need boundaries they they they're like little puppy dogs they Mm -hmm. they want to run outside the fence and uh and if you let them run outside the fence they will and hurt themselves it's your responsibility to set the boundaries and you're not going to be popular a lot of times when you do that, when you say, this is the rule, this is the way it is, I don't care what you do in the, the other house, in our home, this is the rule, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, then that's just too bad. You, when you turn 18, you can graduate and go do what you want to. You have to be tough in that way and and set the rules uh, and let them know. I think they feel safe when there's a boundary. They, yeah. feel, they feel safe within those limits. They, they know uh, they know if they step outside the boundary, there's going to be a consequence that hurts. And... Um, uh, so for a long time, you're not their favorite person to be with. I remember when Sarah was in eighth grade, and any of you that know my daughter today, she's the most delightful mm-hmm, she's in my, great. my heart person on the face of the world and the universe. But she hated me in eighth grade. <laughs> I wish she was here. She would say, I did, Mom. She would. She would say, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Mom, pretty much. You were so mean. Uh, but she wanted to, to to date or talk to boys that I knew would would not be good for her and and I remember a family vacation we took and she and Amber both my stepdaughter they were they ignored us the whole time <laughs> here we had taken this lovely ski trip and they didn't have anything to do with Rich and me we were about ready to kick them both out out the door they were horrible but they didn't like either one of us because neither one of us would let them date guys that later ended up in prison actually oh, wow. and so we were so mean good call and we were so mean but um I went through a stretch where I grieved because she truly hated me and hurt my heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I was doing the right thing, but I thought I'd never get over it. And so you have to be strong during those times. Mm-hmm. So that was back then. I have another testimony for today with her being older, but I'd like to hear from Jessica now as we're talking about young kids sure. about about that with your, with your situation. Yeah, I'm definitely right in the heat of all that um, at the moment, you know, just um, juggling and having, you know, having a stepfather in the house too. Um, it's it's hard to juggle sometimes like you said it your heart aches because you know you're doing what's right um and yet you get the looks and you get um 
<laughs> you don't, you just you feel like am I doing this the right way but uh-huh. you have to listen to your instinct on that and you have to know that um, you know if you're leading your children um, in the right way um, sometimes you're gonna get you're gonna feel hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that's okay um, yeah I look back at the times that you know I was disciplined for certain things or um, you know told I couldn't do this or couldn't do that and obviously just like your daughter, you know, like you said, um, keeping her from making bad choices. I'm so thankful now, um, that my parents set those boundaries and it's definitely not something you can waver on. Now you can have great times with your, your daughters, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely set aside time to get manis and petties when you can. Um, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with, um, staying up late and watching a movie and all of those things. Um, but as far as discipline goes, um, don't give them gray areas. They got to have black and white. Yeah. That's good. Pam, were you ever tempted to to confide in your daughter the way that you would with a girlfriend? It's it's like with moms and sons that doesn't really happen. Sure. When they were young, honestly, Kim, and I mean I I didn't do everything right, trust me, but no, I was never tempted to confide in her from a little girl I knew that would be harmful for her because every child has has an infrastructure inside of them that wants to love their mommy and their daddy Mm -hmm. and I don't care if he's not worthy of it or where he is or if he's in prison or wherever he is every child has that in them and I I wanted to give her the opportunity for both sides of that infrastructure to be healthy so when I was wanting to spout off what I mean I had a healthy supply of duct tape that I just put right (laughs) over that mouth of mine and so um that's one thing I I did do right in in raising in raising her was being very mindful that she deserved the right to be healthy on both sides of that infrastructure in her heart Mm because she needed that so that she would be a good mother and that she would marry a faithful father someday Mm -hmm. so I I, that wasn't a temptation for me but I will say since you brought it up don't don't confide in your children Mm -hmm. they don't want to hear it it burdens them why would you give them your burden when they have their own burdens to carry their Mm -hmm. four and five and six year old burdens to carry so you know seek a counselor find a friend but but you are not they are not your counselor and even as teenagers they're not your counselor especially as teenagers oh yeah especially so i mean really they physically physically they look like adults Mm -hmm. but emotionally and they're just not they don't want to hear it right and i appreciate what you're saying about you didn't do that with sarah because my mom didn't do that either Mm -hmm. maybe the best thing she ever did as a single mother, you know, raising me, her mm-hmm. daughter, is that she did not confide in me inappropriately about my dad. Sure. And he was, um, he's he's passed away now, so I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm mm-hmm. being disrespectful by saying anything about him, but he did a lot of things that were that were not okay as, as a dad and as a husband. And my mom didn't come to me and and cry and talk about what he did and she never felt the need to tell me all the bad things that he had done because as I got older she didn't have to Mm -hmm. you know I knew those things for myself Mm -hmm. so if you are a single mother and you're raising daughters they are your daughters they are not your best friends and I love my mom for not having crossed that boundary well I want to encourage you with this how powerful and how long-lasting it is that your children will remember that because, my, like I said, my children are in their 30 now, 30s now and they have children. And it was just a couple of years ago, my son, and I totally forgot about this conversation, but what we do and say matters and they remember it forever. But he said, Mom, do you remember the time when Dad left us and I asked you if you still love Dad? 
do you remember what you said? And I was like, oh, dear. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, dear. You remembered. I've already like, apologized. This is what you choose to remember, <laughs> not brush your teeth? <laughs> That's a, I, so I started panicking. Oh, dear. What did I say? And he said, Mom, do you remember what you said? You said, well, Jason, you know, I will always love your dad in a special way because he's your dad. Mm. And he said, Mom, I remembered that all these years, that it gave me the it gave me the green light to love my dad. Mm-hmm. And it's I, so affirming to his own character, too. It was. Too. And so I, I didn't always do things right, trust me, or say things, but I did answer that one well. And and they will remember. And so they will remember because you are shaping and modeling their their well-being now in this in the, in the stage here be ever so careful because they will remember and your influence over them is astronomical mm-hmm. and if you've already messed up in that area just say you know go to them and say you know what i apologize i said something about your dad that was not nice and kind he is your father he brought you into this earth would you forgive me from this point forward i hope not to put that on you again and and um would you just forgive me because I don't ever want to do that again? Mm-hmm. Be quick mm-hmm. to apologize. I Apologies like, go a long way. That's good. You have anything you want to add? I have another comment. Um, yeah, I would just say on that note, you know, it's easy to get caught up in, in the anger when you're angry at him, at their father, um, mm-hmm. to say those things. But also don't get trapped in in the um, it wasn't my fault game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think sometimes as humans, we don't ever want people to think something we did something wrong. Right. And even if that is the case, um, you know, it's not okay to tell your child, um, you know, well, your father did X, Y, Z. Right. And that's why we can't live with him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't need to cover yourself. You don't need to, you know, I, I, even I'll be honest, I found t- myself sometimes I, I, when my children were hurting and they were missing their father. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I caught myself thinking, well, I don't ever want them to think that it's my fault mm-hmm. that I took them away. You know, that's I want good. them to know that this is his fault. You know, he did this. And yeah. Um, you know, and thankfully <laughs> the Holy Spirit shut me down on that one yeah. um, real quick. But we are human and we're going to have those thoughts. But just just guard your heart as well as theirs. Yeah, that's good. I've probably said a half a million times, you know, babe, sometimes grownups make decisions that have big consequences. And although Jesus can forgive us of our sins, there are just consequences of our sin, mm-hmm. you know. And I say, look, people make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Not to downplay it, but I also didn't want to say, well, you're never going to guess what your dad did. Like, that's just not healthy. Yeah. So, you know, in talking more about this, of course, young girls are thinking someday I want to have a boyfriend and a husband and a family of my own. And what they see in their everyday life is shaping their, their opinion of men. Like, what can moms do to help your, what can you do to help your daughter's have a healthy view of men if you've been hurt or if they don't see a man in the home every day? Um, first of all, if, if you have a, a uh, the grandfather is a great role model mm-hmm. or if an uncle, in my case, I had an uncle and a grandfather, their grandfather and uh, a male Sunday school teacher uh-huh. was a great influence in Sarah's life and or a great example in her life. Uh, being towards that, I don't think girls need healthy role models with men as much as boys do. Uh, women would gravitate more toward the example their mom sets that last them a lifetime. But but try to carve some healthy male relationships, not single men, but yeah. safe married men around your daughter. And be ever so careful in who, in who that might be. But in the long run, in the long run, the choices you make 
to model well to her. Um, you, you're training her to be a good mother and wife. Right. Not so much to be a good teenager and a good three-year-old. You're training her to right. be a good mother and wife someday. Because I'm thinking about the scripture, and I wrote it down here in Psalms 144.12. It says, May your sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants, and may your daughters be like graceful pillars carved to beautify a palace. And I don't know, what in the world is a graceful pillar? I I, I don't know, but but I do think I understand what that verse means, that we want to we wanna carve them to to beautify their home someday, to beautify their palace. In my home today, I hope I hope that everyone in our family, you know, extended family, stepchildren all the way around, that that I'm the one in the home, hopefully, that, and I do mess up, but I'm the one that strives to beautify the palace because that's what I'm training my daughter to do in her home and to make choices in her home. Um, so I don't even know where that came well, no. from. I just like that verse for some reason, even though I stumbled over what's a graceful pillar, you know. But I love the image to beautify your palace, right. Kim. I right. love that. I, that's that's. I don't even know that I've so, ever really come across that yeah. and give it given that much thought. I know that some. And let me just say, I know that everyone that is listening did not become a single mother in the same way that I did. There are a lot of moms that have adopted children that were never married and mm-hmm. that was that was their choice and so please, you know, for those of you listening, don't miss don't we know as we're sitting here that not every story is the I same. This just happens to be our frame of reference. So forgive us if it sounds like we're always talking about the men. The men and yeah. what yeah, like the man did something bad. But on that topic, there are Many, many single moms, single women who have a negative view of men. Um, And they can be like a man hater, you Mm -hmm. know, because Mm -hmm. they have been hurt by their own father or by their by by another man. And that pain is real. And so do you have any insight on how not to translate, not to transfer that to your daughter so that she she takes on that bitter that bitterness? I don't know if that is even a good question. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? That's that's a spiritual problem. Mm -hmm. And so um, she needs to be transformed in her own heart. She has she she needs to take care of herself first. I mean, you want to be she needs to take care of herself first. And I if that's you today and you 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 know that you have a negative attitude toward men, you know, then I I would ask you to to find a married couple that you respect this woman their their spiritual lives together allow them to to together the man and the female allow them to share with you and to bring you safely into a conversation where they can see uh that not all men are bad that that your daughter will grow up and get married someday and um just feed off of a healthy married couple that might help you Take this to the Father in, in prayer, and He will begin to show you uh, His love for 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 everyone. And it's a matter of actually you haven't, without realizing it, you have a, an obstacle of unforgiveness in your heart. And um, I did too for a while. So mm-hmm. hey, I'm not pointing fingers. I I had to go through the school of forgiveness for ten years. So I get that. But um, it's okay to go through the school of, of unforgiveness or bitterness as long as we're moving in the right direction and identify the problems and say, I need to fix this because God will lead you out right. of it if you ask him to. Right. If you're a bitter woman toward men, you're going to raise bitter daughters mm-hmm. toward men. Mm-hmm. So, and if you, 
I don't, I just, I love how my mom really modeled wisdom. Mm-hmm. She did. She yeah. had been hurt and she had been abandoned and, and rejected and thrown away. And, and we had to, mm-hmm. you know, as children. But I do believe that in every situation that the Holy Spirit empowers us to be strong mothers yes. and wise mothers and competent mothers. But it requires us to intentionally seek him and fervently expect that we're going to receive yes, from him. Yes. So. And I said it before, don't compromise your own faith or you will compromise theirs. That's good. So you will. I even wrinkled my face yeah. like, wow, that's good. I well. hadn't thought about that before. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Jessica, I want to go back to you. What is something that you'd like to share with our listeners about raising daughters? Um, one thing I, I will share is something that I am working on um, right now and um, allowing God to really um, fix in me something that I didn't do well for years. And I just, as a word of caution to you moms, I, I just want to tell you, listen to your daughters. Um, oh, as a like woman, that. as a girl, as a woman, mm-hmm. one of the things that, one of our biggest needs um, is to be pursued. And whether that's by God, by a man, uh, we also need to be pursued by our mothers. And what I mean in that is um, it's really easy to get caught up in the hundred million things you have to do every Mm -hmm. day because you are playing the role of mom and dad. Um, It's easy to get caught up in, I just got off work and now I've got to cook dinner and do homework and do baths and get in bed. And you're so busy. Your mind is so busy. Um, It's really easy to hear your children. It's a lot harder to listen to Mm -hmm. your children. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, hearing is a physical act. Listening is a spiritual act. Um, Try to do your best to really listen to what they're saying. Um, my husband always says this, and I love it, um, and it's really changed the way I look at things. Um, he says, you know, in, in our world today, we don't listen to hear, to listen. We listen to respond. Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. your children are, are telling you things, even if they're upset and they're, they're maybe they're acting out, um, they're trying to tell you something, and um, it can be so easy to just respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely uh, take that time and, and really listen to That's them. That's so wise. Don't, um, don't look past them, look into them. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's so they're not good. always telling me that they want to be in timeout? <laughs> I, know, I, know. I don't mean that. You know that. what, Jessica, I, I want to respond on, so you're saying, okay, so so how do I invest in them? So You might be. So I want to share something that I did with my daughter uh, when I was, she, I was a single mom that carried into adult years, and it's called Bonding Boomers, mm-hmm. and we still do it today. And this was, uh, and I want to tell you, if you're interested in, in hearing about what some examples, I have a podcast on the Equip Education Center called Bonding Boomers and the Relationship Section. It's 30 minutes or so. Feel free to go look at that. But Bonding Boomers are just ways to bond your relationship. We call them Bonding Boomers, and it might be something as simple as in their lunchbox, Uh, a verse and say there's a bonding boomer in your lunch today but you can't open it till lunch you know it doesn't have to cost anything Mm -hmm. Uh, so use the word bonding boomers and and then she gives you one and I have so many bonding boomers in my home for my daughter and she'll say mama shopping just last week I shopping I got you a bonding boomer at Sam's and so (laughs) it it, it's becomes a tradition built tradition in your in your family in your in your daughter's just some traditional thing it could be a wink a touch a hug a bonding boomer idea but build some kind of fun tradition start it when they're young and they will carry it on through adults and I'm sure Sarah would now carry that on with with her children but um, it's just a fun healthy way to bond and to pursue them I love what you said about them that they want to be pursued and it's a healthy thing for them to feel their mother's pursuing them and so I invite you to listen to that podcast if you want to know more about that bonding boomers are fun
That's, That's good. That's good. We'll try to link that if we can if we can do that. So Pam, anything else from you about raising daughters? You know, I I can't over is it overestimate or underestimate, I'm not sure. The power of prayer. Mm-hmm. I cannot, cannot that we feel so helpless as mothers raising daughters. They're starting to date and and, and are they gonna be pure or, or we made mistakes. There's just it's just mind boggling how to navigate these children to land on their feet on the other side and we make mistakes oh I made so many mistakes we should have just a whole podcast on mistakes made I would be you I would, I would like to not participate in I would that I, know you do not. <laughs> I, I, I will participate in that one but I do know that what has carried my children through the rough years and landed on their feet is as healthy adults now is is prayer and mm-hmm. I cannot attribute it to anything else except prayer that that God doesn't bless perfect mothers but prayerful mothers and so so just pray you say well nothing's happening they're still rude they're still this so it's does it's not the physical realm it happens in the spiritual realm that you're addressing the spiritual realm where it's invisible it's unseen that's faith is invisible you know it's so it's in the visible realm that you're tapping into pray 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 for them pray scripture over them and God will be faithful. That's good. He I will. Love that. So that's my that's my closing thing. So and be intentional about your relationship with Christ, and be intentional about your prayer life. One of my sweet friends that mentors me, she always says, you know, like my husband may be the head, but I am the neck. Mm-hmm. You know, and talks about how you know, like through her prayer life and through her influence, she can gently turn that head whichever way it needs to go, and and not in a not in a manipulative sure. way, but as Mom's raising daughters, and I, I can only say this because my mom was so good at it. She just she really did teach me submission to authority and to s- submission to God through her singleness, through the way that she loved Jesus, so that when I did get married, it, it felt natural, even though I hadn't always watched it in a healthy way in my own home, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. That's beautiful. So she was a good little neck. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> so That's beautiful. All right. If there's anybody else have anything else they want to throw in there? I just think we've covered a bunch of material. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this up. I do hope that we've given you some things to think about as you consider your role in parenting girls. We would love to hear your feedback on this topic. Maybe your questions, um, something that you'd like to hear on a future podcast. You can leave us a comment on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Or you can email us at info at ariseministries.net. Let me leave you with this one thought. For those of us who are or who have ever raised children alone, it can feel like like we have a lot that we have to do, that we have to do more. But it is critical that we remember we can't possibly be everything to our kids. If we could fill every gap that they have, there would be no room for a Savior. So as moms, whether you're raising girls, as we've talked about today, or boys, Our job as a mom is to point them to their need for a Savior and introduce them to a relationship with Christ. So this week's challenge, as moms raising girls, be mindful to point your daughter to the perfect keeper of our heart, who is Jesus. If you enjoyed our podcast today, we invite you to subscribe and share it on social media, like I mentioned. On our website, we've got videos, articles, different podcasts for your listening enjoyment, tools for navigating real life. We do thank you for your time today, and we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.